0: or simply handling life's challenges are all addressed, teaching you to become your own best coach. Well, welcome to another session. It's nice to be here today on this uh, very humid, high 90s day in North Jersey. Hmm. I do not like humidity. I was just talking to someone yesterday about this hot weather, and there must be someone out there, and I'm sure there's someone listening to this podcast, who enjoys humidity. Well, I don't, and on some level, it frustrates me, and this is, this is what we're going to be talking about today, coping with frustration, especially when you're feeling frazzled. Well, back to my humidity issue, it just kind of shuts me down. I, I don't like exercising in it, I don't like being outside. I don't like sweating. It frustrates me. Now, what is behind that frustration? Well, I get angry a bit. Angry at what? Angry at the weather. I don't want it to be this way. And this is kind of a good lead-in to what we're talking about today when we talk about coping with frustration. It's, it's, it has a lot to do with our interpretation, you know, and what should you do when you feel frustrated? Let's say you're, you know, you're frustrated at work or you you find yourself uh, behind in payments and you're frustrated with not making enough money. Well, do you count to 10 when you start to boil up? Uh, do you count your blessings? Do you think about blue elephants? What do you do to get your mind off of that frustrating feeling that's beginning to percolate toward anxiety? and worse toward anger. Now, let's discuss this from from the ground up. And first, we begin with the fact that frustration is a normal part of being human. It's it's a very uh, understandable emotion. Once you get into a frustrating, stressful, anger-producing scenario, uh, it's like a spigot. It, it kind of begins slowly, and it begins and yet the spigot gets turned, and the anger starts to escalate, and before you know it, uh, you're exploding. And of course, not everyone goes from stress to frustration to anger, but it's it's part of a continuum. Especially those that suffer and need some anger management, it's it's really based on the what we call. F- low frustration tolerance so low frustration tolerance simply means that you you are one who is less likely to tolerate life's inevitable frustrations and more likely to become upset to become anxious or become angry once that spigot gets going and the anger and the frustration and the stress gets flowing it's rather hard to backtrack and kind of stop that progression. It's like a runaway train. Let me give you an example, a personal example. Uh, Tell you about my father. My father was a great father. He was a hardworking man, a good man. In World War II, he was on a machine gun detail. And he never talked much about it. But he came back from the war a changed man. And part of that was his anxiety, his nerves, as he called it, his low stress tolerance. His anger never really welled over into being not a good dad. But when circumstances were just right, he couldn't control himself. One time, we, my cousin and I were on a boat with him, a rowboat, and we were fishing. And my cousin's line in her uh, reel got tangled. so my father was the adult we were eight years old and quite unable to untangle our own knots and he took the he took the pole and calmly started to try to untangle the tangle. and little by little, I noticed his frustration growing. And this was something I had been sensitized to before. So I I was holding my breath. Please, please let that not come untangled. And it wasn't. And I saw him beginning to tense up. And then from that, I started to see him bubbling over with some choice words, some anger, Uh, And then he started ripping at the tangle, which only caused more frustration and more entanglement. He got to a point where it became an explosion. And my cousin and I tried to kind of sink into the the floorboards of the rowboat as he became more and more enraged. He, He took the rod and reel and threw it overboard, still fuming, still yelling coming over to me, getting my rod and reel, and threw that overboard. And then finally, he took the tackle box and threw that overboard. (laughs) So so now we were were out fishing without any gear. So obviously, we had to turn back. So it was a bad day on the bay, uh, on Barnegat Bay in New Jersey. Let's put it that way. So my father did have a problem dealing with frustration it was almost that he he just couldn't tolerate life not going his way there was no tolerance just anxiety whenever that happened but other than that if life was going his way he was a pleasant guy he had a great sense of humor but he just couldn't tolerate life frustrating him so let's let's talk about the ability to deal with frustration The ability to deal with tolerating frustration when things go awry. And how do we increase our frustration tolerance? Well, let's begin by laying a foundation of understanding. Most explosions, most uh, impulsive reactions, most anger is rooted in unconsciousness. It's, it's more of a reflex or so it seems at first, but we'll get into that in a second. It's a primitive emotion. And if you analyze it, it's almost like we're saying, the world ought to conform to my expectations, right? And when it doesn't, I have this childlike reaction and it's like me stamping my feet saying, no, 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 this isn't supposed to happen. You're trying to hit the nail into the board and the nail bends and you get angry at the nail. Uh, I was just sitting here before I started this podcast and there was this horsefly going around, zapping around, and and it kept banging into the screen behind me. And I got a folded up magazine and I started to hunt the horsefly. and, And every time I got close to him, I mean, no matter how much I tried to swat at him, he evaded me. Time and time, and I was getting frustrated. (laughs) And then it became me against the horsefly. And the horsefly kept winning. And in fact, he's still around here right now. And and, and I'm talking about numerous times, but I was getting frustrated. I was feeling that frustration. And it was as if that horsefly was not supposed to be making any noise. And I didn't want him interfering with this podcast. But there's that, that primitive expectation that life ought to be the way we want it to be. And when life doesn't conform to our wants, we start to get frustrated, stressed, a little bit angry. But it is a childlike emotion. Take a guy stuck in traffic. He and his wife are driving along and the traffic comes to a halt. And you know he's sitting there and he's starting to percolate He's starting to no 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 I don't want to be in traffic kind of feeling, and the wife is saying just calm down just calm down and the more she says this the more angry he's getting. What do you mean calm down? This is terrible. Why is this going on? What's what's going on ahead? Why are we stopped here? So the spigot was open, the anger, the frustration. What do we do? What do we say to this guy? How can how can this guy start to deal with becoming more tolerant? and to develop frustration tolerance. But one way is to, as I say, to recognize the foundation. See, it's not the traffic. It's what the interpretation of that traffic is. And in this guy's case, he's kind of saying, I don't want this to happen. I don't want to be in traffic. And there's that kind of childlike, primitive reaction that we have that's behind a lot of stress and a lot of anger. And... That primitive notion that the world should conform to our expectation, that, get, that gets us in trouble. So the foundational aspect that I mentioned is that in order to feel less aroused by stress, by anxiety, by frustration, we really need to begin to accept the fact that life has problems. Life has frustrations. It's inevitable. But for the person who says, no, 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 they do not want to have to accept that reality so acceptance is the key and it's it's a fundamental key uh, and and anything less than acceptance is control and that's that's the the key here that I'd like to stress and that's that most frustration most anger Most irritability comes from us feeling out of control and not accepting the inevitability of certain frustrations because our controlling nature, and no one likes to be out of control, of course. No one likes to be stuck in traffic. So there's inherent in that some degree of frustration, but how you interpret that frustration makes all the difference. If your interpretation is, I don't wanna have to put up with this, this is ridiculous, this this shouldn't be happening. Well, it's kind of an irrational statement because it shouldn't be happening, it is happening. And you're magically wanting it not to happen, so you're getting yourself frustrated, you're feeling out of control, and you don't want the traffic to be dictating to you that you can't be rolling along merrily on your way. And the other thing to realize is to recognize that low frustration tolerance and anger, well, these are habits. They are literally habits that have been reinforced and indulged, and that's an important word. When we indulge our loss of control, our giving into our anger and our explosiveness, each time we do that, we're reinforcing this notion that we are victims of our own emotions, and that our anger, for example, is is really not about any anything inside of us. It's really because of the traffic or because of the outside frustration. So we don't take ownership of that, of that percolation that begins. But it is a habit, and the only way to break any habit is to not reinforce it, to starve it. You see, all habits are learned, and all habits can be broken. Now. Frustration with life isn't necessarily a habit, but the disproportionate, irrational reaction to life's inevitable stressors, uh, that is learned. And the person with low frustration tolerance has learned to, to really indulge that frustration. And by learning to develop more resilience and more of a capacity to handle life, uh, that, that does take some practice. It's a different kind of habit, but it's not going to happen if you're indulging the habit of just wanting to control life magically. You know, when I use the word indulgence, it's, it's really a, an apt word because we indulge ourselves. You know, it's like that guy in the car Don't tell me to calm down. You know, we are, or he is in that instance, indulging his own frustration and he's excusing it. Don't tell me. And he's saying, I am going to continue to be angry and I am going to continue to feel I want to control this situation. So we are indulging the habit. And as you indulge a habit, you reinforce it. And you're only accelerating the fact that the next time you are a bit frustrated by life, the more you're going to react to it in a disproportionate, irrational, if not neurotic way. Now, it it may help you to realize that all reactions to life frustrations, you know, there's a stimulus, which may be the traffic in this example, and then there's a response, which is our reaction and in this case, the sky's reaction of uh, just explosiveness. Or my father's throwing the rod and reel over the boat. That's the reaction. So the stimulus is some frustrating event, and the response is our reaction to it. Now, you should recognize that between the stimulus and the response, there is this pristine moment this space. That's the space of choice. That's where you give up consciousness and hand yourself over to a habit of low tolerance or not. But you do have that pristine moment to make a choice. Now, choosing not to get upset or disproportionately upset you know, that takes, you know, digging your heels in, taking a deep breath, and, you know, maybe counting a few pu- blue or purple elephants. But but nevertheless, it is a conscious choice to take that deep breath, to step back from overreacting, and perhaps the ability then to to kind of recognize the simple truth of what's going on around you, the interpretation of what's going on around you. For example, the traffic for you to feel that the traffic shouldn't be there is quite irrational it's there something has caused it but the reality is that it'll eventually move like all things that frustrate you eventually they yield and you get back to your own pace in life so the person with low frustration tolerance has no patience they can't wait to ride out their frustrations they need to react to their frustrations immediately in a more or less violent way in order to feel control. Now, they don't control, Or again, staying with this this metaphor, you don't control the traffic, obviously, but the anger is a neurotic, childlike attempt to yell at the traffic, to be angry at the traffic, as if the traffic becomes the enemy and you're the victim. And isn't that the case if you think about it? Hitting that nail and the nail bends. You get angry. You get angry at the nail. <laughs> I know it sounds silly, but think about it. The next time you, you get frustrated by something and you get angry at something, ask yourself, who or what are you angry with? Now, if it's a person, of course, you know it's a little more understandable if someone says something offensive. Or someone frustrates you, but but if it's an inanimate object like the traffic, uh, it's a good example of how we kind of project our anger into those elements and things in life that are trying to frustrate us. You know, they're out to get us, and that that's kind of typical of a lot of anxiety kinds of reactions. That you know we're just trying to stay in control, and the world is conspiring against us. Well. The world isn't conspiring against you. There are frustrations, but they're not personal. See, we personalize the traffic. We personalize the bent nail. And and in so doing, we become victims. And by definition, a victim is powerless. And you are not powerless. So by understanding that space between the stimulus and the response, that's the space where you can feel your own sense of power. Are you going to go to DEFCON 1? I always thought, by the way, just an aside, uh, DEFCON is, is, I guess, the air defense system for nuclear invasions or whatever. And I always thought it was, it goes from 1 to 5. And I always thought DEFCON 5 was like, here here comes the nukes. But it's just the opposite. DEFCON 1 is is the worst. I may be wrong, but... <laughs> Just throw that out there. So you go to Defcon one, and you know that's that's predicated on the choice that you're feeling victimized, you're feeling powerless, and now you're going to get angry, using your frustration to let life know that you're not happy that life is trying to bully you. So you, you see how irrational and childlike these reactions can be. And sometimes, you know, when a person frustrates us, again, usually it's because they are thwarting our attempt to whatever we're trying to accomplish. And someone is, take the wife in the car again. She's saying, calm down, calm down. Now, in that case, she's beginning to become a frustration for this guy, along with the traffic. This poor guy is having a a rough day. But so the wife is frustrating him by saying, calm down. So she becomes the enemy. Don't tell me to calm down. And and we do this with people, we do it with inanimate objects, but basically what we're doing is we're saying, really, we're saying no to life. We're saying I, as a human being, should not have to be frustrated. And, and as ludicrous as that sounds, isn't that what the case is? So being able to tolerate life's frustrations means, as I said before, the key is accepting that life has frustrations. This is part of life. Your choice is just how you react to life's inevitable frustrations. So the habit of overreacting, of neurotically reacting, well, that's what we're trying to extinguish. So understanding that there's that that small space between the stimulus or the frustration and your response gives you the possibility of staying conscious, not going into the unconscious emotional reaction, which I guess is more of that amygdala reaction, that fight-flight kind of reaction. But that moment of space between stimulus and response, it really does afford you a moment where you can ask yourself, how am I going to respond to this? And that's the deep breath moment where where you realize you do have a choice. You're not a victim. So at that point, let's say you're, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be strong with yourself. And you are going to decide that you're not going to be a victim. So what that implies is that you need to ride out the frustration. And that's really all about acceptance. So A willingness to ride out the frustration. Yeah, I mean, life can be stressful, frustrating. That's not going to change. So you need to realize that things come and they go. A frustration is a kind of cyclic thing. You know, you're frustrated over this or that. Eventually the traffic moves, things calm down, uh, people move on, whatever the circumstantial stressor is, But eventually it changes. Your job is to ride it out. The person that concedes to the frustration, the response of frustration, or the disproportionate response of frustration, well, that person is mired in the fact that I can't let this moment go unchallenged. I am being challenged by life. So you say, no, 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 because basically, You can't tolerate being frustrated, even for a moment. I mean, the traffic eventually moves. Things eventually change. People eventually come and go in our lives. But the person that insists that in that moment, they can't tolerate being patient. So like all habits, and let's talk about developing a habit of patience and developing a higher tolerance to frustration, well it begins by one realizing that you can handle frustration and it begins by realizing that you know it is cyclic you know frustrations will come and will will go and you need to ride it out now that's where the mature healthy adult in you recognizes that you don't have to be in control in that moment you don't have to be less frustrated in that moment, but you need to not be adding to the frustration. So we can't eliminate life's frustrations, but we can eliminate exacerbating life's frustrations and feeling victimized. So I, I, I think it's important today when, as we talk about low frustration tolerance to realize that when you're frazzled, when life, when life is just becoming burdensome, uh, when you have low frustration tolerance, that feeds lots of other problems: anxieties, depressions, panic disorder. So, developing more tolerance will go a long way in developing your own mental health, your own happiness. It's very, it's very important to practice tolerance. Well, in order to make a long podcast a bit shorter, learning. To tolerate frustration should be part of your healing journey. It really should be. If you, even if you feel totally normal, <laughs> and I know that's a statist- statistical concept, keep in mind that the more you develop muscle and tolerance for frustration, the easier your life will be. You'll ride out frustrations much more easily if you are not victimized and you feel that your power. May come from just the tolerance to ride out frustration. That's that is a powerful kind of place to be, to recognize that you can tolerate life's frustrations, that you don't have to escape or or de- deny or kick your feet or, or whatever you do. You don't have to resort to anger, you know, which is the other extreme of low frustration tolerance. People that are angry are usually trying to gain control through their anger so once they become frustrated by you or circumstances there's there's that explosiveness and anger intimidates especially in social in a social context so anger is one way that we neurotically express our power and we we tend to try to use anger to gain control over a situation, and go back to the guy in the car. The wife is telling him to calm down in a very supportive way. And he's barking at her, don't tell me. So he's he's intimidating her to shut up and leave me alone. So anger is a way to control people. When it becomes to inanimate objects and we become angry at the, the bent nail or the traffic, well, you could see where, where that's just the irrationality of projection. You know, the the nail becomes the enemy, the traffic becomes the enemy, and we're the poor victim. So the more you look at it, the more you see your own intolerance, the more conscious you become, the more aware you become of how you're reacting in life. And if your habit is to lose control and get angry and get frustrated, look at what you're doing to yourself. Look at how you're stressing yourself needlessly. Yeah, again, certain frustrations are going to be stressful, but don't pile on. Don't make them worse. I mean, it's me earlier with the fly. <laughs> I should have let the poor little bugger go. But, uh, you know, I, I I got into that, you know, let me follow him around and I'll get him. Uh, so, I, you know, I, I kind of had to get to one point where I realized, wait a second, that space between stimulus and response, and to make a decision, you know, leave the fly alone. And look, he didn't even buzz around and cause a disruption to our talk today. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'll get him later. (laughs) But again, there's a normal response to frustration, and then there's a disproportionate response. When you go to anger, when you go to bullying people, Well, now that's just resorting to a very neurotic form of control. Since you can't tolerate your own frustration, and if it's in a social context, then you're going to be sure that you use your bully tactics to gain control. And people become fearful of you, people become angry with you, but whatever, you're just asserting your intolerance, your impatience, and your low frustration in just one other way to try to gain control over that which frustrates you. And again, it's the denial that the world has frustration. Sometimes people don't always say what we want them to say. They don't always have the same feelings we do. They may not like the same movie that you like. But if you find yourself getting frustrated and barking at people, well, you need to question that. What's that habit all about? Why why is it that you have to maintain just complete dominance and control over everything and everyone it's not rational so this is why i say practicing tolerance should be part of your healing journey it's very important and like anything else you practice it by becoming more aware of it you know when it's when it's designated to reflexive stimulus response without recognizing that little space in between and you just you just go from DEFCON 5 to DEFCON 1, when you go from calm to crazy uh, without thinking, it's just pure almost reflex, knee-jerk reflex. So we're going to try to make it a little bit more conscious. We're going to try to get you in a position to kind of grab yourself and recognize the choice. Because once you recognize the choice, then you've got one foot in that door and you've got a way to start you know, kind of trying to shape yourself to catch yourself, to hold yourself back and to be more appropriate, to be more rational with yourself. It doesn't do you any good to concede to irrational frustration, uh, low tolerance or anger. So that's it for today. Um, I just want to mention very important to me, my my book, Unlearning Anxiety and Depression, there was a problem with distribution. And up until now, the book has not been available. But I have just been assured by the publisher that the, the distribution issues have been resolved. And the book should be available this month, which is July. So probably give it a few weeks, it should be available. And that's unlearning anxiety and depression. And, uh, you know, it's, it's as frustrating as that is, I did write it out. So there you go. And also, I'd like to mention if you have any comments or any questions or any uh ideas for podcasts, please, you know, get in touch with me at self-coaching help. One word at Aol.com. Drop me a note, love to hear. Um, and I guess that's it for today. I think you've 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 heard enough about my my spiel on frustration tolerance. So the next time you're frazzled, come back and listen to this all over again and recognize the choice that you have. Stop being a child. Stop being victimized. Find your sense of power. Empower yourself with consciousness. Break the habit of reflexive low tolerance. Start developing a new reflex. Become more tolerant. Handle life's inevitable consequences of frustration and be stronger. You can do this. And that's what self-coaching is all about. Coaching you to find the path that empowers you to handle life in the most efficient, effective way. So until next time, visit my website, selfcoaching.net, where you can learn more about my self-coaching philosophy. And you will soon be able to get my book, my latest book, just started an notebook, by the way but uh, I'm gonna hold off on mentioning the title anyway until next time remember that being victimized by emotional struggle it's not an option and by definition victims are powerless and you are not powerless so remember everything is hard until you make it simple so join me every week and what do you say we make it Believe simple in yourself, together reach out for your dreams Don't surrender, there is more than it seems Hold on and fight, follow your heart This is your way, life is what you make of it Believe in yourself, reach out for your dreams Don't surrender, there is more than it seems